Section 14 of Lives of the Ancient Philosophers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lives of the Ancient Philosophers by Francois Fenelon. Section 14. Heraclitus. Heraclitus flourished in the 69th Olympiad. Heraclitus of Ephesus, son of Blyson, flourished in the 69th Olympiad. He was generally called the dark philosopher because he expressed himself only in enigmas. Laertes says of him that he was a man full of himself and despising almost all the world besides insomuch that he said to homer and archilochus that they wanted a good dressing he could not forgive the ephesians for having banished his friend hermocris he declared everywhere that all the men deserved death and all the children banishment in order to expiate their crime in so shamefully expatriating one of their best citizens and most valuable members of the whole republic heraclitus had no teacher mental application alone was the source whence he drew his superiority whatever was done by men excited only his contempt he was so sensibly grieved at the blindness and want of foresight they evinced that he wept over them continually hence juvenal opposes him to democritus who on the contrary was perpetually laughing he says that any one who might easily censure the vices and follies of the age if it could be done by peals of laughter but that it astonished him to imagine what fountain could supply the flood of tears that continually flowed from the eyes of heraclitus this crying philosopher had not always however entertained such gloomy sentiments when young he declared that he knew nothing as he advanced in years he affirmed that he knew everything all mankind displeased him he avoided their society and would play with the little children of the city in front of the temple of diana with little bones of ivory and other innocent games the ephesians used to come round him at such times and stare at him in astonishment unhappy wretches he would then exclaim why are you so amazed at seeing me play with these little children am i not better employed in doing so with them then i should be in aiding you in your faulty administration of the affairs of the republic the ephesians begged him once to frame a code of laws for them but he refused saying that they were too far gone in corruption of manners for him to devise any means by which reformation could be effected he said that men ought to fight with as much ardor for the preservation of their laws as of their walls that we ought to lose less time in appeasing resentment than even in extinguishing a conflagration for that the consequences of one were infinitely more dangerous than that of the other that a conflagration must at all events terminate with the destruction of the place where it broke out but that from resentment might spring bloody wars by which a whole people might be annihilated one day a tumult arose in the city of ephesus several persons begged heraclitus to point out the best method of preventing similar seditions he mounted an elevated platform asked for a cup 
filled it with cold water put a few wild herbs in it swallowed its contents and then descended and went away without speaking a single word by this exhibition he gave the people to understand that they would no more be troubled by seditions if they would banish luxury and delicacies from their republic and be contented with moderate things heraclitus composed a book on nature which he deposited in the temple of diana he purposely involved the style in great obscurity in order to hide the sense of it from all but the ingenious fearing that should it afford amusement to the vulgar it would soon become so common as to bring him into contempt the book was much thought of because says Laertes, nobody could understand it darius king of persia hearing of its reputation wrote to the author inviting him to take up his residence in persia in order to explain it to him offering him at the same time a munificent recompense and apartments in his own palace but heraclitus refused to go this philosopher scarcely ever spoke and when anyone asked him the reason for his silence he would reply with an air of vexation it is that you may speak he despised the athenians though they had a high respect for him and preferred living at ephesus where he was universally despised he could not look at a human being without weeping for human weakness and for grief that he could not manage things as he wished the hatred he conceived for mankind at last induced him to abandon it entirely he therefore retired to desert mountains where he could see no one and feeding solely on herbs and pulse he spent his life in tears and lamentations heraclitus imagined fire to be the primary principle of all things that condensed it became air that condensed air became water that at last water in the same way became earth and that by retrograding in the same degree earth was rarefied into water water into air and air into fire the original element of all things he held also that the universe is complete that there is but one world that this world is composed of fire and that by fire it is destined finally to be annihilated that the universe is full of spirits and genii that the gods have not the attribute of prescience and that everything that happens is to be referred to necessity that the sun is no larger than it appears to the naked eye that there are a sort of boats in the air the concave parts of which are turned towards the earth and into them the exhalations of the earth ascend and that these little boats thus filled with inflammable vapour present to us the shining appearance of innumerable luminaries which we call stars that the eclipses of the sun and moon took place accordingly as these little boats turned their concave sides towards the part opposed on the earth and that the different phases of the moon were to be accounted for by the gradual turnings of the bark in which she moved with respect to the nature of the soul he thought all time spent in investigating it could only be classified under the head of amusement so impossible it was to discover anything veiled in such deep mystery the very astemious habits of heraclitus brought on that hopeless disease the dropsy he returned to ephesus for medical advice 
he went to the physicians and as he always spoke in enigmas he stated his case by asking them if they could turn rainy weather into dry the physicians could not penetrate his meaning and he went from them into the neat stall and buried himself in a dung heap in order to evaporate by its heat the water which was the origin of his disease some relate that he sunk to such a depth in it that he was unable to extricate himself and met his death by suffocation others that he was found there by dogs and devoured he was sixty-five years of age when his end took place end of section fourteen